This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Preach you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. And that day you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves, loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. We are celebrating the Easter season. This is the sixth Sunday of Easter, which begins the sixth week of Easter. We're invited to do the very same thing this Sunday and in the week ahead that we did last week, which is to go back to the experience of Jesus' first disciples at the Last Supper to hear again some of the things he says to them, which they absolutely cannot understand at that point, and which actually are quite surprising, and I think they probably reject, and then to reconsider those teachings in the light of his resurrection. If you and I are praying during this season that the real grace of the renewal of salvation will somehow grow in us, this is a very straightforward way to cooperate with that grace. So it's John 14, this week starting with verse 15. You all have access to this. Just open it, read it, and let it sink in this week. And ask God, what's the connection between this experience and my experience? So to remind you, this is the Last Supper. Jesus is about to be killed. His disciples know this. He's told them numerous times that his enemies are going to kill him. They do not want to accept that, obviously, but they know it's happening. Death is about to take Jesus away from his closest friends. So once again, like last week, how surprising is it that he says to them in the passage we just heard, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I think we all know this. An orphan, it's actually from a, directly from a Greek word, orphanos. An orphan is a child who has been deprived of both of his or her parents by death. A child whose both parents die, and the child as a result is deprived of those parents, is called an orphan. A parent is supposed to be, and obviously we know better than many communities, not always the case, a parent is supposed to be the primary instrument of God in a child's life during that child's upbringing, a parent is supposed to be God's representative, God's model, God's nurturer, God's presence, the two most important people in any child's life growing up. 
An orphan is deprived by death of his or her parents. And in my unfortunate experience with people who go through this, the commonality of orphans when they are orphaned is they say, come back. Orphan is also an expression used at Jesus' time commonly when a really good and holy rabbi is taken away by death. A rabbi is a person who's supposed to know God's truth and help people grow in God's truth. A good holy rabbi is like a spiritual, is a spiritual parent for the people who follow him. All of those same things that biological parents are supposed to do, a rabbi is also supposed to do. So when a rabbi dies, it's common to say his followers have been left as orphans. You following me here? Jesus is about to be taken away from these people by death. They are about to be orphaned. They can't put this together, but you and I can put this together. Jesus is the eternal Son of God. Jesus is God who has become a human being. Everything that these disciples have experienced with Jesus is God the Creator's love. Every single thing He does and says, all of His love is the fullness of God, their Creator. They are about to be orphaned. They should feel this at the depth of their souls because being separated from God the parent is going to be forever. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come back. I think if I were one of them, I would be saying, what are you talking about? When Jesus is killed, death apparently does deprive those disciples of him forever. Those disciples, I am positive, when they see death apparently take Jesus away, it's forever as far as they can tell. I bet you that they say we are orphans. And what was he talking about? We are orphans. When Jesus rises from the dead, I also bet that one of the first things those disciples experience at the depth of their souls is we're not orphans. We thought we were orphans. Death has not deprived us of Jesus. Jesus turns out to be more powerful than death. Death no longer has any power over him. We are not orphans. And I also bet you, because of this passage, because they wrote it down, that they went back and said, wait a minute, what are the other things he said when he told us that? It sounded so wrong, but he was right. What did he say? Let me give you the easy summary here, but again, you really have to read this this week. Jesus says to them in this orphan thing that in a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. He's not talking about just immediately after his death. When Jesus dies, his disciples don't have any experience of seeing him. He's talking about the future after his resurrection. And he's talking about you. He's talking about me. The fullness of Easter is that Jesus rises from the dead. Many hundreds of people see him. They know he is the defeater of death. Jesus, after a period of time, ascends to heaven. He's not on the planet anymore. We're going to celebrate that this Thursday. He visibly ascends to heaven. And then a little while later, he sends the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to enter these people. He says, I won't leave you as orphans, 
because he's talking about the fact that he will ultimately not just have risen from the dead, but breathe this reality into them. After the coming of the Holy Spirit, it says in the passage, God the Father is going to send an advocate. He's going to send the Spirit so that you will know that I, Jesus, am in the Father. You are in me. I am in you. Jesus Christ ultimately, in his resurrection, beginning 2,000 years ago and until the end of earthly time, breathes his entire self, who is God, into us. We will never be orphans. We will always have the fullness of union with God, our Creator, offered to us. And our choice is, will we accept that by following Jesus' commandments? He's completely 100% direct. And take this directly, please, because I'm trying to this morning. He is love. And his love unfolds if we love him back. He says in there, whoever keeps my commandments loves me. He says it twice. If you claim to love Jesus, this is because you follow his commandments. You imitate him. You learn from him. You live his love in this world. So I invite you to really focus on this this week, and I'll give you just a couple of easy examples of why this matters. These children are going to receive, for the first time this morning, the fullness of Jesus in the Eucharist. When they were born, I hope that you parents realized I did not create them. I mean, look at them today, particularly when they're annoying. We had no idea who these people were going to be. You had nothing to do with creating them other than cooperating with God. Their parent is God. God planned them. God brought them into this world. God created them. If you're a good mother, if you're a good father, you fundamentally help these children know God, who is their ultimate and eternal father. If you don't do this, you're not much of a parent. You've done it. With whatever your limitations are, at least at this point, these children are here today to grow in the love of God the Father, their ultimate Father, through his son Jesus, who entered them at baptism, and most importantly nourishes them through the Eucharist. This is the one and only way that we receive the fullness of Jesus on this planet. It's why being part of this every Sunday is so important. There is nobody who can give you the fullness of Jesus other than Jesus through the Holy Spirit in the Eucharist. I know you because that woman brought you here every single Sunday to be part of the Eucharist, even when you didn't want to come. That mother made the choice to teach you that your ultimate parent is God. That I, She really did. That mother brought you here week after week after week and it is this Eucharist that fundamentally has led you to the Father, has shown you his Son, and has made you a parent who now comes week after week to this Eucharist for your child. So congratulations for having some of the best parents in the world.
Number two, and I really will soon shut up. Uh, today's Mother's Day. I invite you to consider your mother. If you had a great mother like that, honor her. Consider how she had, and if you are such a, if you are a, such a mother, a good mother, honor yourself for the ways that you have brought your children to know God their father through Jesus their brother, God's son. If you have a lousy mother, which too many of us do around here, we've got a lot of lousy fathers as well, on this day, don't get lost in psychological stuff. Recognize that she's just your mother. If she messed this up, she messed it up. What she did to you is wrong. How she has affected you has to be dealt with. But ultimately, you are not left an orphan. No one is left an orphan. God is your father. God is the one that you need to seek. God is the one who will answer what she messed up. She messed it up. She's just your mother. Finally, we live in a city in which so many children are seeking a mother or a father because of what we've done to them. And many of these children are now adults. They very often seek God in other people. They're looking for a mommy or a daddy, and are, you all know this better than I do. There are people who abuse them and ruin them in that mix. Every child in Lawrence, most of whom are now adults, deserve to know who their, his or her father is. It's God. Every single person deserves to know why they are not orphans through Jesus. And if they get to know Jesus, they get to know who's messing with them and who is playing in all of this. So many people in our community do not know the basics of what we just heard in the scripture. The person who is supposed to share this news with them is you. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.